And thanks for joining me for the 12th episode of If the Phrase Fits. I'm Brian Foden, and this show is all about idioms with numbers in them. The first one is a personal favorite of mine, Catch-22. The expression, Catch-22, is used to describe an impossible situation, one in which you just can't be successful. For example, when most companies hire new employees, they want that person to have some work experience. But if you've just graduated from university, you might not have any work experience at all. You might say, how can I get any experience if no company will hire me unless I have experience? It's a catch-22. Life is full of catch-22s, isn't it? Or is it just me? Anyway, let's look at the roots of this great noun. To begin with, though, I want to note that the word catch originated long before the idiom catch-22, which started in the early 1960s. According to Dictionary.com, the word catch first came into usage in the 13th century. Now, the word catch has many meanings, but with catch-22, catch means some kind of hidden problem, disadvantage, or condition that must be met. As in, my salary is high, but the catch is that I have to travel two hours to get to the office. Or, I'll let you use my car, but there's a catch. You have to fill the tank up with gas before you return it to me. So, a catch-22 is a very specific catch. Why the number 22? And what are catches 1 to 21, then? Ah, here's the catch. Catches 1 to 21 don't exist. The reason for that is that the expression catch-22 was invented by an American writer named Joseph Heller. It is the same name of his book published in 1961 about the absurdity of war. The novel Catch-22 takes place during the Second World War. The main character is an Air Force captain named John Yossarian, who just wants to save his life and get out of flying his deadly bombing missions. In the book, Heller writes that Yossarian could be let out of his flying duties if he were insane. But if he asked to stop flying dangerous missions, it would mean that he wasn't insane. So that's a catch-22. Originally, Heller wanted to call it catch-18, but because another novel by a famous writer with 18 in its title was also published in 1961, he changed it. It was made into a movie that was released in 1970, which made the expression become quite popular. I think a lot of people agree with Heller that war is just crazy. Interesting, huh? Now, let's move on to another colorful idiom. This one is behind the eight ball. If you are behind the eight ball, you are in a difficult situation or at some kind of disadvantage. Maybe you are under a lot of pressure because you might be in danger of missing a deadline. You might say, I'm behind the eight ball because this project is due tomorrow and I still have so much to do. If you are a good pool player, you can probably guess how this expression started. Yes, it very likely came from the pool game known as 8-ball. You know, the game that has some balls with stripes and numbers on them. 
The other balls have solid colors and numbers. In that game, the eight ball, the black one, is the final ball a person needs to sink in the pocket in order to win the game. However, you can't shoot at the eight ball until you sink all of your other balls on the table first. If the cue ball, the white ball, is behind the eight ball and you haven't sunk your other balls, you are definitely at a disadvantage. That is, it's really tough to make a shot. The writer of the website phrases.org.uk says the earliest reference they've found is from an American newspaper in December 1929. However, wordhistories.net cites a reference from a paper called the Buffalo Evening Times in 1923, as well as some other publications in 1926. Now, here's the third idiom of episode 12, on cloud nine. If you are on cloud nine, you are not just happy. You are really, really, really happy. You're ecstatic. But why the number nine? Several sources I've seen say it comes from the way that clouds are classified. A website named theidioms.com notes that in 1896, a publication called the International Cloud Atlas ranks clouds on the basis of numbers. The highest clouds in the sky, those reaching 10 kilometers in altitude, were given the number 9. I suppose the idea is that when you are happy, you feel really high like on the top of the world, to use another idiom. Interesting, this type of cloud is also responsible for thunder and lightning, which doesn't sound too happy to me. Phrases.org.uk also notes that there are some other possible origins of On Cloud 9, though. It states that another possibility is that it is related to the various stages of enlightenment of Buddhism. But... The writer of that website indicated some skepticism about that theory, as there are actually ten stages of enlightenment and liberation or development. I mean, why stop at nine if you can get to ten, right? I really don't know much about Buddhism, actually, though. That site even mentions there are references to a cloud seven, including in the Dictionary of American Slang. I've never heard anyone say, I feel like I'm on cloud seven. Moving on to the fourth idiom of this episode, let's look at the phrase six of one and half a dozen of the other. Huh, I guess that's two numbers. Six and half a dozen, right? Oh, wait, I guess they are the same. I almost had you. A half a dozen means six. And that's exactly the point of that idiom. You say it if you want to say two things are the same. There's no difference between them. Let's say you are trying to decide which of two smartphones to buy. If they basically have the same features and are about the same price, you could say, I guess it doesn't matter which phone I buy. It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's a pretty useful expression because sometimes there is little difference between two options. So, where did this idiom come from? The idioms.com and grammarist.com say the earliest known reference is from a journal kept by Ralph Clark, a British naval officer, in 1790. Wordhistories.net provides more information about First Lieutenant Clark. The ship he was on was wrecked in 1790 in the Pacific Ocean 
off the east coast of Australia. It's important to note that during Clark's time, Australia was used as a penal colony for England. In his journal, he complained about not being able to trust crew members of the ship, writing, In short, there is no difference between soldier, sailor, or convicts. There are six of the one and half a dozen of the other. I guess the trouble with this explanation is that all we know is that Clark used the expression. It was likely in use before he wrote it in his journal. Ah, such is life. Okay, drum roll please. Here's the fifth idiom of this episode, and it also uses the word dozen. It's a dime a dozen. If you describe something as a dime a dozen, you're saying it's nothing special. In other words, it's not valuable. It's very common and not hard to find. After all, a dime is just 10 cents. If you can get 12 things for 10 cents, that's really cheap. I checked Reader's Digest on this one, and that was a good idea because they offered a very clear and definitive explanation for the phrase. Reader's Digest notes that the American dime was created in 1796. And not too long after that, goods such as eggs were sometimes advertised as being a dime a dozen. Originally, it meant getting a really good deal on something. However, over time, the meaning changed to mean something not valuable and really common, nothing special, just ordinary. As in, podcasts used to be special, but now they are a dime a dozen. No, I hope you don't feel that way about my podcast. It's special, right? How? How? Mm, I'll get back to you on that. Anyway, Reader's Digest says it began to have this meaning around 1930. A website called Know Your Phrases goes one step further. It says a paper called the Sandusky Register used the term in 1937, saying that smiles were a dime a dozen in the Yankees clubhouse. That must have meant everyone on the baseball team was smiling because they had won. Right. Time now to review the idioms I talked about. We discussed the origin of Catch-22, which is used to describe an impossible situation. It comes from a famous novel and movie. Then we looked at Behind the Eight Ball, which comes from the game of pool and means you are in a difficult situation or have a disadvantage. The third idiom was on cloud nine, meaning to feel extremely happy. The fourth and fifth idioms use the word dozen in them. Six of one and half a dozen of the other, meaning two or more things, are basically the same. And a dime a dozen, meaning something is just very ordinary or common, not special or valuable. Thanks for listening to my podcast, If the Phrase Fits, and thanks to Zapsplat for the sound. If you'd like to suggest an idiom, proverb, or other expression, please email me at ifthephrasefits at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, if the phrase fits, use it.